AAT Birds Weekly Report is the Eagle News, notes, and analysis you need. Welcome to another edition of the AT Birds Weekly Report. Uh, we're going to talk about some Eagles free agency. Uh, we have Slay staying, CJ leaving, and everything in between. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the couple signings the Eagles made, uh, a couple of the players leaving. Uh, we got to get into the CJ stuff and the Slay stuff, so that's where we'll start off. But as we always have, Kendall joins us at Quebec Eagles, and we have Chip join us too at Chip for the Birds. Going to talk a little Eagles. So uh, how's everyone doing now that Slay's back? You know, last episode, we talked about him potentially leaving because he was leaving and then he wasn't leaving. And then at the, at the end of the show, he stays. So a lot yeah. of stuff. We literally got off the air and it was after doing like 25 minutes about Slay leaving, go off air. And then it's like, you know what? I'm going to stay. I'm like, well, that was a waste of those 25 minutes. Good good job, guys. Good job, us. Yeah. Good to see Slay back. It's obviously better with him. So um mm-hmm. Don't love the contract, but we'll dive into that then. Yeah, no, it, the contract is unfortunately it's gonna be what it is. Uh, same with the Bradbury, uh, different things down the line that we can worry about. But uh, looking at that, Slay stays. He signs an extension to stay up with the Eagles, and you know it's a it's a big change because as we saw early in that day, and the Eagles not announcing it, we were very like, so okay, what's going on? What's going on? So. They announce it. He stays. He signs an extension. Him and Bradbury are back. Now, we'll kind of parlay it off of this. Then, I believe it was a couple days later. That I think it was Friday. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Friday or Saturday. Uh, CJ Garner Johnson signs a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions, six and a half million up to eight million. And apparently, there's been a lot of reports. Uh, Eagles did offer him a multi-year contract to start. Uh, his agency then tweets that it was a backloaded deal and it wasn't up front, which I feel is a little unprofessional on the agency doing that. Uh, but Eagles, apparently uh, Jim Trotter did talk about Eagles did not want to match the offer from the Lions. So there's a lot there. Um, I'm going to start with you, Kendall. What is your take on the whole CJ Garner Johnson fiasco? Yeah, I put my tweet out, um, I guess, Monday, Monday morning about the whole thing. And, you know, obviously you don't want to see it unfold the way it did, but from CJ's standpoint, like I'm not going to sit here and point fingers, but a lot of it goes on him and his agency. Um, I feel like the Eagles have made it known that he was a priority going into the offseason. And for them to even offer, assuming they've made offers before the uh, the tag window, and for him to want to bank on himself to get paid more, Clearly, he was kind of like unaware of what his market was. And so 
pretty much it got bounced back on the Eagles being like, oh, you know, they didn't, they didn't want to pay him or they didn't want to match the offer. It's like, no, they they gave him the opportunity to come back. They offered him what they thought was reasonable, which was, and then he came back and they said, no, we're going to move on. So, um, you know, obviously this team is better with him and you want to have him back, but, you know, the off-field stuff was weird and, uh, you know, great player, but I'm glad that's that's moved on. Chip? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, – the whole thing felt weird. Um, I agree. You know, CJ, he, he looked at the market. He he bet on himself. It was – he wants to be an eagle. He wants to be an eagle. Um, he said all the right things. And then for kind of – for it to go the way that it did is, is a little upsetting. Um, I'm not crazy about all the social media stuff that's happening on, on all sides. I mean, the, the agency shouldn't release stuff. The – the Eagles beat reporters shouldn't release stuff. The fans need to chill out. Like it's, this is a business. Like he, he took on again, a one year flyer on himself. You know what I mean? So the market wasn't where he wanted. He's it's one year. Um, and he's going to a Detroit team that has gotten drastically better. So uh, my frustration tends to lean more toward the entire thing. We knew that the team had to get younger. We knew the team had to look different. Um, but the mass exodus of defensive players specifically is a little concerning. Um, and now, you I mean, you, you looked at the guys that were out there, you know, Johnny, I know you were kind of big on bringing in um, Jalen Mills. You know, he's back with the Patriots. We do not at this point have a solution at the safety position, which is a vital, vital role. I mean, I think they're trying to clean up the linebacker position a little bit, you know, that we basically – traded with the bears when all is said and done a linebacker for a linebacker. Um, but the CJ Gardner, John, I mean, that's, you're going to feel it and they have to replace it. Like you cannot go into the season with you know, Reed Blankenship and that's it. <laughs> you know, well, you're, you're not moving Avante Maddox to, no. to safety. Kayvon Wallace has proven that he can't do it um, unless it's a special teams or a replacement role. Uh, so you need to improve that position drastically and you were hoping it was with cj gardner johnson you're starting to see some of the top guys come off the board um so how he's gonna have to make a move at that position specifically and you know we'll get into it I, there is a graphic that we'll have a little bit later uh talking about kind of what's left on the market some of the names and we can always dive into the names that are not on the list but when you look at the position you look at the safety position and <laughs> cj gardner johnson yes he was a very talented player in this defense he had a really good season last year and you know, thought that he was worth a little bit more. Um, but again, I know when he was in New Orleans, he played a lot of the nickel position. He didn't play too much of safety. This is this was the year he played uh, mostly safety uh, for the Eagles. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the way that I look at it is, unfortunately, you know, with all the antics and everything, may have kind of, may have went to, towards the bad side in terms of hurting him because uh -huh. all the, tweets deleted tweets all the kind of throwing some people under the bus and then he signs with detroit and then he starts posting hurts donut and then deletes that and then it starts it's like, yeah you know, it's you know and i'm not gonna say that they didn't want to sign him to a long-term deal because they didn't trust him i know there are some people putting that out I, I i don't think that is somewhat the case because i think the eagles have the leadership in the locker room to be able to handle that my feeling you know with it is you look at a player of his caliber, you know, a player of his caliber, if he's a star, the saints never get rid of him. Mm -hmm. um, and then when he's a free agent, 
the player you know the the coach that drafted him is Sean Payton in Denver they don't sign him you know you have Dennis, uh, Dennis Allen with New Orleans they don't you know try to get him back there's certain uh, different players you know Vic Fangio was here for a very short time with Miami they don't take a look at him there's a lot of stuff unfortunately and then the Eagles offer him one and the thing with it is is the Eagles offered him then he said no it wasn't like the Eagles could just wait around for him to make his decision because Agreed. if you do that, James Bradbury possibly signs somewhere else. You know, Darius Slay may stay and still get a deal, but then right. you're down a corner and yeah, you may sign Greedy Williams to come in and take that role and stuff like that. But And that's that's what happened with CJ. Like he wanted to go out and test the market, but they're like, hey, like we don't want to wait for you to make a decision. We have to act and we have to move. And they chose to move on and get uh Bradbury extended and you know they brought him back and sir and sure uh CJ didn't like that but it's like listen if you want to test your market this is the this is the, the consequences and so they got James taken care of they brought back Slay and so you know he was upset about not getting his money but it's like you tested the market and this is what's going to happen and so um yeah so and I want to put it this way too when you look at the position of safety and you look at this defense I feel like being able to plug in whether it's a veteran and a rookie um, into the back end of that secondary is maybe a little bit easier than trying to find another corner to be able to, uh, you know, take on the role that Bradbury had last year. If he doesn't come back, you know, certain things like that. I feel like this, the, the safety position, whether they get a veteran and then they draft somebody or they get two veterans and draft somebody and have, you know, the depth back there, maybe Reed Blankenship takes another step like Mark, like Marcus Epps did and stuff like that. I think he will. But for me, I just feel like that position, you know, for them, I feel like they can – we know how they value that position. We know how they value the position. We know how they value the linebacker position. You know, we've been fans how long? We've seen, it. Uh, we've seen the the revolving door in terms of the players coming in and out, um, whether they come from the draft, undrafted free agents, late-round picks, Canadian Football League. Mm-hmm. Uh, we We've seen it all. So for me – you know, looking at the situation, unfortunately, it sucks. I wish he was, you know, still with the Eagles because he was had a hell of a season. But, and 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 I don't, I don't want people to get into looking at the other players that they brought back, the Fletcher Cox for up to ten million. It's not ten million. It's right. up. He's got to you know meet the incentives. So that's even less than what he made last year. And of course, you get rid of, you know, Hargrave leaves goes to san francisco you still need a veteran on the defensive line next to jordan davis and mm-hmm. be able to have those that depth at the position to get a player like that who's mm-hmm. been with the franchise you know a leader in terms of on the defensive side of the ball brandon graham another guy who had 11 sacks coming off of you know achilles injury like having him on your defense so for me it's unfortunately i i get it i get where the money kind of dried up a little bit for the eagles but you know they I feel like they think that they can fit this position of safety and they can figure it out, um, you know, pretty easy with, you know, putting a couple veterans and also possibly drafting because the safety position in the draft, you can get in the, in the second, third round, uh, some pretty talented players. So I feel like that's something definitely for them as well. Yeah. I mean, and I, I look when all is said and done, I mean, we, again, we knew that this team was going to look different. That's not surprising. Um, But at this point that the team is not ready yet. 
And I, I look at the strides the rest of just the NFC has made. The NFC has made moves. Um, so I'm not saying that the Eagles are now, you know, not Super Bowl caliber or anything like that. But again, I've said this for years. I judge an offseason based on are they better now than they were when the season ended? Right now, this Eagles team is not. This Eagles team has gotten worse. And that's concerning. Now, coming off the Super Bowl, it's expected, but it's concerning. But, Chip, I also I look mean, at it this way, too, though. When you look at the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, they lost their left tackle in Orlando Brown, their right tackle mm-hmm. in Andrew Wiley. They lost uh, Frank Clark they released, mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman. You know, they lost some players. Yes, they Agreed. did find a few players and got Jawan Taylor. They got um, Drew Tranquil, and they got Mike Edwards. They also lost Juan Thornhill. So players, teams will lose players. Agreed. That we have to – Yes, right now they may not be as strong as they were, but when I look at the one key cog on this team that I look at and say, okay, I'm totally fine. When you look at Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. and this Eagles offense, sure, agreed. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is he's going to get paid. Like, there's no question about it. He's going to be here for a long time, and the continuity of having him with Nick Sirianni. Um, I mean, and you know, quarterback coach coming to offensive coordinator, like that's not that big of a deal. The defense is what concerns me because it's a new defensive coordinator. It's going to be a new system and a bunch of new players that aren't as good as the ones that left. That's all I'm saying. I mean, ultimately, like the Eagles still like the NFC goes to the Eagles. So, you know, everyone's trying to, you know, just essentially catch up to what the Eagles were or are. And I don't think the Eagles have regressed to the point where like there's anyone that's better than them. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have obviously made moves. Cooks is a good, you know, great receiver for number two. Uh, Gilmore is a great number two for a corner, but ultimately no one has ever caught up to the Eagles to be better than them or where to, I think, Oh, you know, the Eagles aren't the favorites. Um, I think the Eagles are still the, the clear favorites come out, out, of, out of the NFC. Niners obviously got Hargrave. They've improved defensively. But ultimately, who's their quarterback? Trey Lance is, you know, off a, a broken ankle. Purdy has an elbow injury. They have no quarterback moving forward, you know. Um, and the Cowboys, again, division rival. We'll see how that unfolds. But, you know, until there's, like, a definite move that's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is – like, the Eagles should be worried. I'm not I'm not concerned because on paper, and especially from the way this Super Bowl was, like, no one is on the Eagles level, and it's going to take a lot for me to feel differently, at least in my opinion. And also, the offseason is still so early. And I, I, said I know this is torture. <laughs> I said in my, I said in my tweet on Monday, like how, you know, how we making moves later on in like August or September isn't, you know, reliable and shouldn't be, you know, as consistent as he's done in the past years. But we know how he likes to make moves later on in the offseason. And so, you know, obviously, moves need to be made and they're going to happen. I mean, for God's sake, we can still get fired or we can get, you know, safeties can get, uh, you know, whether it's trade or whatever it may be the draft. Like this roster is so far from complete and it's not going to look anything like what it is now. And let's say a month, two yeah. months, you know what I mean? And you look at the off season and, and that's, what's crazy. That's why, they always say the NFL is basically all year round because uh-huh, after the right. season you have, you know, you have the playoffs going all, all the way up until February. And then by the time March 
March hits, then you have free agency starting and free agency goes all the way, but you have free agency. And then in April, you start talking more of the draft and then you have the draft start uh, popping up. And then the end of, end of April, you have the draft and you have some mini camps. And then all of a sudden, well, for the Eagles and some other teams, you're going to have the Jersey releases. You're going to have the schedule release. You're going to have all this stuff that's just jam packed. And then you get start, you think it's June back into OTAs and mini camps. And then all of a sudden it's into July and there's training camp and preseason and the season. So, you know, it is a, it's a process. It's a big time process. Um, but when, when you look at the way this team um, is being built and you look at the moves uh, since we were last on mm-hmm. uh, Eagles have made a couple moves. So they signed cornerback greedy Williams to a one-year deal, 26 year old long athletic corner. Um, I think that's a really solid deal to get a young guy on the outside to be basically that cornerback three, just in case there was an, possibly an injury to a Bradbury or a Slay because they did not have that last year. And luckily those two guys stayed healthy all year. Um, They don't have to rely on Zach McPherson right now, at least Um, you have backup quarterback, Marcus Mariota signing a one year deal. We we will come (laughs) back to that. Let's pause there for a second. Cause Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. It's eight years in the making, right? Um, So I was, I was at the draft party at the link when, Mariota was going to be the next quarterback of the Eagles. Um, and I was, you know, vehemently saying, no, 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 because the, what we would have had to have trade up to get him would have crippled this franchise. Um, and you, again, you look at the trade package that got, you know, leaked out, you know, Fletcher Cox and all the first round draft picks. Like it's Mariota went to places where he needed to be and had some level of success, but never has really proven to be what the hype was. About him I coming think that's out. Not true. You think it's, that he he's better? He he is. I'm not he saying. I'm not saying the Eagles clearly they would not have been as good as they were as they were, I guess are. But we don't know. Mariota could have been like a phenomenal quarterback being back with Chip Kelly and in his system. Like that was his bread and butter. So it's like you know he had to learn a completely different offense out in Tennessee. You know it's adapting to a new you know uh, new scheme and whatnot. You know if he was. That's why Chip Kelly wanted him so badly because like he knew his his traits, he knew what he was a quarterback, he knew but, his strengths. So I'm not saying that they were going to be good and like going to make a Super Bowl, but but it was it was Chip Kelly's time. system. It was Chip Kelly's system itself that was the reason. It was dominant for the first couple of weeks, but that is a system that does not translate to a full at that time 16 game NFL season because you have aging players. I mean, by the end of the season, those players were gassed, and Chip Kelly made absolutely no adjustments. So. I think it would have been the same exact thing. You saw it with, you know, the Philadelphia Ducks that came to be where, yeah, they all were part of the systems. It just didn't come to be. Um, But I think getting him now as a backup seat, my issue with Gardner Minshew was always the way that the two of them played. They weren't guard. They were so totally different. Marcus Marietta has always been good coming off of the play action and the read option. Therefore you can install one offense and that is your offense, whoever the quarterback may be. And I, I want to kind of back it up. I do want to kind of touch on what you're talking about in terms of, you know, the whole Chip Kelly. We don't know how it would have been. But you look at the dismantling of what he was doing as the quote-unquote Tough GM scene. of trading LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso, releasing Deshaun Jackson. Jeremy Macklin signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the year prior, um, or the year before, uh, I think it's prior. That's right. Whatever. 
Uh, I don't want to keep getting into it. You're the teacher, Chip, so you can correct me. Um, but you look at the dismantling of the team, you know, signing DeMarco Murray, signing Ryan Matthews, signing Byron Maxwell, all this stuff that they did. Yeah, maybe it could have been that they could have been okay. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten fired in 2015. Maybe he got fired in 2016. I don't know. Um, but you look at it almost as a blessing in disguise. And I think maybe this offseason yeah, we have some type of episode called the Howie Roseman Gymnastics going over the couple of, of seasons in terms of how he reshaped rosters. Because how he got out of those dude to then turn it into the number two pick to it's funny this way because it kind of brings it all around. When you look at that 2016, he gets rid of this crap that Chip Kelly wanted on this team, getting rid of Maxwell and Alonzo and DeMarco Murray and getting all that stuff, being able to move up to number two. and got value out of it too. You know, mm -hmm. for the quarterback that Chip Kelly couldn't do himself and move up to number two, Eagles were able to do it. So it's kind of slap in the face there. Then eight years later, signing Mar Marcus Mariota to play for the Eagles as the backup, but get him finally in Philly. It's just like another slap in the face to try to, and then it's like how he's like, okay. And again, he does fit what the Eagles do and what right. they run as an offense. When he, if he uh -huh. were to happen to come in, it's not going to be, he had over 400 uh, rushing yards, I believe last year. Um, yeah. He didn't play as well. He's playing with the bad Atlanta team, but again, He's a player that can step right in and you don't have to fully change absolutely everything that you do as an offense. Yeah, and, and last thing about Chip Kelly, um, before we move on, he was a phenomenal drafter. And if you like would have put Howie Roseman's like ability to like wheel and deal and negotiate and whatnot, you pair that with Chip Kelly's drafting, like we're talking about a generational talent, like a, 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 of a general manager. And it makes you think about what the team would look like if Howie was a GM for all those years, how different this team would look and you know, would there have been a Super Bowl sooner? We don't know, but too bad. They I were, agree. Oil, they were oil and water and didn't mix. Unfortunately. <laughs> right, right, right. But looking at the other two signings that the Eagles did make uh, the last, um, actually it was both of them yesterday. Um, one earlier and one a little later, uh, they signed, Safety Justin Evans from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he was he played 33% of the snaps last year with the Saints. Um, you know, he had his press conference today, he did talk about playing a little bit of nickel and a little bit of safety. Um, he did miss a handful of seasons with some injuries he was getting over as well. So um, he is still young. He is 27. Um, he's also the guy, I don't know if you guys saw it or remember back when UCLA played Texas AM, I think it was possibly 2015, 26, 2015, when Josh Rosen was on UCLA. Uh, the, Justin Evans was the player who popped his knee back into place. Um, oh, for I real? Know, I don't know if you've ever seen that that video. It yeah, is yeah. I know, on, I know exactly what you're talking about. on Twitter, but he was the guy that popped his knee back into place. That's crazy. Um, but again, he's he's fought through a lot, a lot of adversity, a lot of injuries, a lot of rehab he's had to do. Um, I think this is more of a yeah. depth piece, having a guy to be able to step in and do a number of things, a special teams player as well. Um, and then they also signed a linebacker from the Chicago bears, Nicholas Morrow, who played with the Raiders prior, um, to kind of fill in a role as another, you know, depth piece, but possibly can start. He started 98, 99.8% of the bear snap yeah. last year. So he was on the field, basically every single defensive snap. So 
you know what what that is which, I don't which know. is what we need you know what i mean like that's that's what we need like we've had success with kaiser wiping on the field every single snap we had success with tj edwards being on the field every like that's when we have our best success but the other thing of it, and I was talking to Kendall about it too, and a couple other people, is when you look at these signings, and the Eagles need to be doing, you know, losing all these free agents are one thing is one thing. But when you look at signing these veteran free agents, guys who've been on the field, the Eagles aren't going to stay as healthy as they were last year. No shit. You know, no they're going to have injuries, and you want to be able to be have players that can fit right into the spot, be able to go right into a position and not have to worry about an undrafted free agent, a guy you have to sign off the street, you know, a player who's really not a starter or not really an every down type of player. Who's really more of a special teams player having to go play meaningful snaps. They need those players, those depth players, whether that is also signing a couple more one year deal veteran stopgap type of players and also drafting some players too. But I feel Eagles may have gotten a little bit lucky last year with the injury not having TJ Edwards or Kaiser White really hurt, or you know, their corners. Yeah, Vontae got hurt, but and CJ got hurt. But again, I don't think they want to get into that situation where they have two, three, four guys in the secondary possibly missing right, a game right. or two mm-hmm. and having to rely on you know what we saw back in what 2020 and 2019 and 2018 in terms of the secondary Girl. of signing these guys off the streets, stuff like that. So I think these signings are very good in terms of depth, and it was. Yeah. Very key when you look at the signing of Justin Evans and you see all the, the media and Kendall, you even messaged me about it, talking about they all worded it the same way. This is just mm-hmm. a depth signing, depth signing, because it was right after CJ uh, got signed earlier in the day. Um, it was a depth signing. And that's what kind of, you know, all of them reiterated. And yeah, because they need depth. They need depth at the positions because they lost so many free agents and you want to be able, if you're a contender, you want to be able to have that yes. depth because it is absolutely yeah. key when you're trying to, you know, get to that next level again and winning the Super Bowl. Um, yes, getting there is great, but this time winning the Super Bowl, you want to be able to have that depth because the injury bug will hit you. Unfortunately, you don't want it to, but it is something that will hit you. Yeah, and they knew that too. I mean, last year for Bradbury and Slay, like that was our biggest concern going into the season was what happens when one of these guys get hurt. You know, Zach McPherson, obviously, you know, young and talented, but what does he really provide that you know for sure that he can bring? And luckily, you know, they went all year without getting hurt magically, but now they know that that's not going to happen again this year. It's just like, it's not. I mean, they bring greedy because they know that they need to bring depth. And, you know, Chris Evans, you know, you, you bring him in too. It's, it's big for the it's big for depth wise, but it's also these guys have experience too. So um and they have fresh legs, you know, both what Greedy's 26, 27? Greedy's 26 and he's Evans, young, yeah. Evans is 27, and I think yeah, and uh, again, young have potential, and you know, um obviously they're not done. Um, I do think it was very interesting how literally every single Eagles beat writer was like pretty much putting emphasis on yeah, the Eagles, aka pretty much aren't done and they'll be be doing something else. And I think that's going to be uh, trading for someone who I don't know, but um, you know, we, we've seen how, how he gets aggressive, um, you know, with guys on one year deals left their remaining contracts. Um, Antoine Winfield I've seen on Twitter, um, obviously Kevin Byard, if he's available release or trade option. 
Um, we'll see what happens, but you know, there's it's good to have depth because last year to have all 22 starters in the Super Bowl, that's just like I don't I don't know if it's ever happened before. You know, that's it, has. it hasn't, and so they're going to lose guys this season, whether it's you know season any injuries or you know banged up yeah. whatnot. But it's going to happen. Yeah. So, and also remember they do, and I want to touch on one thing in terms of the 2021 Bears and the defensive coordinator Sean Desai. That was his team. I want to go over. Uh, one thing with that, it kind of relates to what you're talking about too. But also remember, you know, some people may not want to think about it, but Derek Barnett is also coming out back from True. an injury. So that is depth there too, having another defensive end because, um, you know, he was he is good to get the run. Yes, he didn't. He hasn't lived up to the potential that we thought as a first round. And, and I wonder, I wonder if Barnett would have had a better year this year with having those limited snaps like we saw we saw brendan graham having mm-hmm. you know huge regression in his snaps and how much of how much of an impact he had i wonder if barnett would have positively impacted from those you know those fewer snaps but he also you know maybe more of an impact so hopefully we get to see that next year yeah and and he's a player that is very good against the run too which i know you'd want a, an edge rusher to be more of a pass rusher but again the run defense is was a big issue for them, um, especially in the Super Bowl, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, all year they had some struggles, but something like that also helps them. But bringing up the Chicago Bears from 2021 with Sean Desai was the defensive coordinator of and looking at the snap counts on their defense. So they had Eddie Jackson was a safety. Uh, Tish, uh, Tashawn Gibson, those were the two starting safeties. Uh, I know there were some injuries too. a couple guys missed a game or two and stuff like that, but uh, Eddie Jackson played 74% of the snaps and Gibson played 62% of the snaps. Deandre Houston Carson, who is a free agent, uh, played 34, 30, 39.6% of the snaps. Dion Bush, another safety who is also a free agent, 35% of the snaps. So it looks like they do use some, some safeties. When you look at that, um, they do use the safety a lot. So and that's where you you look at what they were, and I want to bring up. That's where you look at the Justin Evans signing, and they say this is they're not done at safety. It's a depth signing. They're not done at safety because right now at safety you have Reed Blankenship, Justin mm. Evans, <laughs> Kayvon Wallace, Andre Chachere, and Marquise Blair. A lot of not much. Mm. Um, I would and say that was my point is that it is not much. You know they they have to make another move here, and I think the Evans is almost him and Wallace basically battling because I think this is, they're the same player. <laughs> yeah. This is, well, I'd be surprised a little if, bit better, but I'd be surprised if Wallace makes it past. Like I would be too. Season game. I, yeah. I mean, I think they're, they are very satisfied with him as a special teamer, but I think they know that uh, Evans can bring more, more than just, you know, special teamer. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think Wallace is a phenomenal tackler. I think he had some flashes this year and even some signs of growth. But um, I know a lot of a lot of Eagles beat writers were very surprised that he even made it past training camp of last year. So yeah, um, yeah no. that unfolds. It, you know, for me, it's just you have two guys there at safety that can contribute. Um, you need to at least two more. Um, yeah, that's just basically yeah. This be- this defense is incomplete right now. You know, oh, and, no and like like you said, you know, Barnett's coming back. That's great, Fletcher Cox. Aging, but is coming back. Brandon Graham, aging, but is coming back. Nicobe Dean's going to take a step. Jordan Davis is going to take a step. Now you've locked up Slay and Bradbury for a while. So the pieces are definitely there. 
But now it's all about the development and this, you know, can our new defensive coordinator get the most out of these players? And that's where it brings up here. What is left on the market? Um, Did you update this from? I did update it. Okay. Um, A couple guys got taken off because they've gotten signed. So I did update uh, on basically who is there. So, we start. I'll, I'll read down the list, and then if you, there's some names on there that you guys don't see that you want to, you know, pop in there, especially with John Desai connections in terms of who we coached before, you can certainly do that. But we have, of course, linebacker Bobby Wagner, who's basically number one guy that's out there. Uh, wide receiver Jarvis Landry, wide receiver Alamade. Alam, I'll just say Zacchaeus. We'll say Zacchaeus. Um, defensive lineman Calais Campbell, defensive tackle Quentin Jefferson, Adrian Amos. Linebacker Zach Cunningham, <laughs> edge rushers Leonard Floyd and Yannick Ngakwe, safeties John Johnson the third and Taylor Rapp, and defensive tackle Puna Ford. Um, you know, there's a list of there's a lot of talent still left out there. Um, again, some of these guys are probably waiting until the draft to see kind of how mm-hmm. it shakes out where teams don't get players they need, and then it kind of helps them. Sometimes it doesn't work in their favor because you wait to the draft, then you really have absolutely no leverage at all so it all depends on the type of player you are that's why you'll see a lot more signings before the draft so the team players can get signed get on rosters because they can get a little bit more money than they would after the draft but looking at this list does anybody um you know suit your fancy um obviously bobby wagner would love to have him as defense i just don't think they'll they'll be in the eagles budget to bring him in um, Jarvis Landry, he would be um, a pretty solid number three for this offense. He's a very good possession guy. Um, I'm not sure he has too much left in his tank, but I mean, I'd be satisfied with it. Um, two guys that come to my mind is I don't know if Carlos Dunlap has retired yet, but I would love to see Dunlap in this defense because I mm-hmm. think Desai would like to use him all over defensive line, whether it's defensive tackle on the edge. I think he would, you know, get creative with him. Again, that's um, another chief that's a free agent. Yeah. That plays about 60% of the snaps for them. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'd also like to see – I've been big on this guy since his days as a rookie in the Buccaneers. I would love to see Quan Alexander. He's bounced around the league a little bit, but, you know, he's have he has plenty of experience. He's once been considered, like, an elite linebacker, but, you know, there's a reason why he's bounced around. But if you, if you can sign him to a one-year deal and he'll give you, you know – whatever you need for a year just to fill in that gap, by all means, please bring him in. So, um, you know, we'll see when it unfolds, but um, I'd love to see Carlos Dunlap. And uh, and uh, also Adrian Amos, I'd also like to see. I, I would imagine he probably would sign after the draft just because, you know, aging veteran probably is not going to sign until, you know, a team needs him, needs him. So, yeah. Team needs him, absolutely needs him. Then it kind of drives the price. Chip, anybody on that list that's on that list or someone who's not on the list? Because I know there's somebody I didn't put on the list that you did mention earlier who is still a free agent. Um, Jadavion Clowney. I didn't. I was literally just about to say that, and (laughs) only because I mean, look, you're looking at a guy like Jadavion Clowney who is still playing at at a pretty damn good clip. now he's not obviously at his, you know, his rookie numbers and his early, early careers numbers, but I think, you know, as that linebacker slash edge rusher position, I think that he could be very successful there. Um, I love Ngakwe. I've loved him 
I think he's been phenomenal for. I think Ngakwe fits exactly. Uh He's like basically him and uh, Hassan are like the same size. Uh, They both have that quick twitch, always trying, always after the quarterback. I, I I love since 2020 when there was all those rumors we're trying to get. He was going to come here. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I think that you know if we're looking for that additional wide receiver. Look, Jarvis Landry is, is he was old two years ago and I know he's still putting up numbers here and there. Um, but we're talking about a position where we already have two studs. Um, so we really are looking for that third guy, that prove it guy. And maybe we, he's already on the roster, but I think that, you know, we, we saw some things in, in our, our, our third string receiver that Zach Pascal was starting over him. Um, so I would take a flyer on a guy like DJ Chark, who's still available. Um, Marvin Jones. I'm Marvin Jones. Team. You know, I'm not taking it on like one of these big, like Odell Beckham Jr. is still available. I don't want Odell Beckham Jr. No. You I know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want these guys that are coming off these horrific injuries. Why, you don't that, want Julio Jones? <laughs> I don't. I don't need a big name guy. We already have our two big name guys. Let them develop. Use that third spot as somebody that can pull that safety coverage, that can create mismatches, but that isn't going to demand, you know, 200, 300 catches a year. Like it's not reasonable. And then they're going to throw a tantrum. Um, Matt Ioannidis is still available. I mean, again, if you're looking for just like straight up line play, that's available. Um, You know, there's, there's still some names out there, but uh, for me, it would be um, Jadavion Clowney, uh, Ngakwe, or uh, DJ Chark. I think those guys would all make the team instantly better at each of their positions. Yeah, no, you, you look at that, you know, I, looking at some of the receivers out, out there, you know, Jamison Crowder, you have Byron Pringle. There's some guys out there, you know, some veterans. Maybe you bring a veteran on a minimum deal that has to compete, you know, um, uh, potentially I could see maybe they do something along the lines of that. But when you look at, at the list and I like Zacchaeus from Atlanta. I feel uh, he would be a good number three. I don't think he's going to cost you that much money. Uh, he is still young. I think he's 26. Um, again, he's you know a young player there. I love Calais Campbell. I know he's older, 36 years old. Um, but you look at the veteran. Is, is he considered a defensive tackle? I always thought he was a DT, but when I well, saw that he got released, he was considered an edge. He's, he's an end in a 3-4. So basically he would play – Right. Okay. You know, almost, I guess you say Fletcher Cox's role or whatever you want to say that, but he okay. can play either or. He's six foot seven, almost, yeah, close, almost six foot eight, 300 and something pounds. So, and he still has some, um, you know, some oomph to him. So, uh, on a one year deal, like kind of how they did Sue and um, Linval Joseph, getting a, a veteran like him who's been around the block, who's been on a lot of winning teams. I would like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think at this point with the exception of like, I mean, I'm looking at this list again, like maybe like in um, maybe a John Johnson, you know, just because you have to lock up somebody. I think a lot of these guys that you would add are on prove it deals. One year prove it deals. I don't think you're locking up a Bobby Wagner for three seasons. I don't think you're locking up a Calais Campbell for three seasons. You're, you're bringing them in, you know, right around camp time. Because that's what they've commanded, um, and they're you know I think I think that um, what's his name Harris is going to be back. You know what I mean? Just because 
he's he's going to be available still. He's long gone. Yeah. And now that Dinan isn't here. You know, the the other thing you have to look at too is you talked about prove it deals and guys I wouldn't be surprised if they look in terms of the XFL and bringing guys on minimum deals to compete and maybe somebody sparks something and the receiver, you know, gives you, you get a, you find a fourth receiver, you find a player who can play on the defensive line. You find someone who's still young, 26, 27 years old that has a little bit, a little more tread on the tires, you know, along the lines of that. So there's a lot of different avenues this team can go. And I think also what helps when you look at some of these veterans, you look at some of these guys, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. They have Jalen Hurts. They have a potent offense. They have some key veterans. They have some openings too. When you look at some of these veterans, maybe not taking as much money, you know, a John Johnson, or, you know, you look at some of these guys and thinking, hey, I want to go play for a winner. I want a chance to win a, a Super Bowl. And maybe taking a little bit less to play for the Eagles. And, you know, turning down some of the other teams that potentially offered them a little more, but knowing they're kind of a couple years away, um, you could see possibly uh, something with that too. But I think, and for me, looking at Howie Roseman, he's always got something up his sleeve. So uh, depending on what they do, whether it's in the draft, draft night, you know, we've seen we've seen that we've seen it closer to the season. There's different things. There's different players. I saw players from like like Kendall said, Antoine Winfield Jr. I saw someone say Jeremy Chin. There's some different players out yeah, there would, who are. Who I, are I would like a, I would like a Jeremy um, Chin. Um, I would like Jeremy Chin. I think again, once the issue is you're talking about a one year prove it deal. Like I think at this point, if you've reached this point of free agency, and you're not one of those first guys off the board, you really are looking at prove it deals. Well, I'm. I'm in, in, Anton Winfield and Jeremy Chin, you have to trade for. They're on the last right, year yeah. of their rookie deal. So People. that's a guy that you could potentially franchise and you want to keep them or extend them. Um, and they're both young. They're both 25 years old. So, uh, of People course, forget that, uh, that Jeremy Chin was going to be an Eagle uh, when he was first they drafted. Picked, they picked her. Because Jim Schwartz was huge on him. Like, huge. Like, he, like, insisted to Howie to draft him. And then Howie's like, no, we have other, other ideas. We're going to draft Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I don't think Jimmy Chin's going to be available. I think beginning of the offseason, I would say, yeah. But I think they have something brewing down there. They have a window with this with the NFC South being so weak. I think they want to get that defense complete the way it is, keep that how it was last year, you know, give Stroud an offense or Bryce Young, whoever it is, the offense that they want. And they're going to try to win that division this year. So, as, as much as I would love to see Jeremy Chin available, I don't think he'll go anywhere. Right. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, there's plenty of names out there. There's still going to be players who are going to be released. There's going to be so many – there's so many different things uh, that will happen. But I thought this was fun just to kind of see who's left on the market after the first week of free agency. Um, you know, we're going to start kind of getting into a little bit of some draft talk. Uh, we have some Eagles gab some visits with some prospects. Maybe we'll kind of touch on the – Bijan Robinson, what the Eagles should do at 10, certain things along the lines of that uh, we can start getting into because the draft is about a month away. So uh, a lot of stuff. And of course, we'll still update news that happens. If the Eagles make any trades or any signings, we'll definitely be in touch with that as well. But hey, it was a fun episode talking a little Eagles, talking some additions they made. They were a little bit busy. So that's always fun when they are uh, because it kind of gives us content and to be able to talk about. Of course, we're here every Wednesday night. A, 
the weekly report. Um, just make sure you're tuning into everything at AET Birds um, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, at AET Sports underscore on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you know, make sure you're liking, subscribing. Uh, if you have any type of suggestions, anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to bring up, definitely hit hit the uh, DMs. So uh, we do see those. We'll be able to uh, respond to those. But, um, you know, with that, it was a fun episode. And we'll be back again. Thank you, Kendall. Yes, Thank sir. you, Chip. And we always end it with a very happy and a very joyful Go Birds. Go Birds. Matt Ware. Hey, for all the Eagle content you need, go follow All About the Birds. They do a damn thing. Check them out. Hey, Eagles fans. I may be in Tampa, but I know where to find the best Eagles content out there. Check out my friends at All About the Birds. Philadelphia, what's up? This is your boy, Freddie Mitchell, a.k.a. Fred X. It's all about the birds. All birds, all the time. All birds all the time. All About the Birds provides you with weekly analysis, game recaps, informative interviews, and it's all birds all the time.